So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. What we're going to be chatting about today are, I think we need to go back to the basics. Um, and I got a really cool story. I was in Kansas City last week doing an event, met a bunch of cool people. It's one of the things I like about doing these events. And one of them, uh, this guy, this kid, guy, kid, whatever you want to call him, um, he's a young realtor, but he's a killer. He reminds me a lot of myself uh, when I started. Not only are we both Hispanic, Mexicano. Yes. But um we hustlers, you know, and uh we both started real estate at a very, very early age. And when you start real estate just like right out of college and none of your friends or people you know have actually owned or bought a price before, it can be intimidating. Um, I know how I overcame it. Uh he's got a really killer story on how he overcame it. But what we're gonna do is share his story because today he's 26 years old and he is the realtor of a uh, professional soccer team in his market and he's crushing it at 26 years old. And this is a relationship-based business, you guys, regardless of what the hell you say. If people like you, they will use you. That's what it comes down to. But to be liked, you have to be trusted. So without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and introduce our guest. He's gonna share his story, exactly how he landed this account, uh, where he started, the trials, the journeys, and all of the above. And a lot of you guys are going to relate to this. So take notes and pay attention. Without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Andres Bustamante. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, you got it, Mike. Thank you, brother. <laughs> why, why, why don't you tell everybody uh, who the hell are you, where are you from, and uh, I got a whole kinds of questions for you. Perfect. I'm from El Paso, Texas, and really the real estate site started when I was 19. I had just got into the University of Texas at Austin, go Longhorns, and I needed to find a way to pay for college because I didn't want my parents to pay for college. And I really wanted to be like independent from any of that, having to rely on someone. I wasn't going to do an eight to five though. I did not like having a boss. Sure. So what better way to make my own schedule and make as much money as possible than real estate. I got my license at 19. I started doing leasing, which is when I would find apartments for students. There were a ton of students. I was a part of a lot of groups I'd find apartments and those apartments would pay me because I brought people over. Sure. That's how I got my foot in the door on the real estate side. My mindset was really, look, I'm just going to do leasing. I'm not like worthy of being able to make a sale or any of that sort. I, why would people trust a 19 year old that's in college? Yeah. Then when I was 21, I had two years of experience under my belt. I got a call from someone. It's like, Hey, Andres, Andrea, let me know that you can help with real estate. And he tells me right away, my budget's 1 million to 3 million. I said, <laughs> holy shit. In my head, right away, what started in my head was like, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to close. I'll just throw it to someone else. I just told him, yeah, I know exactly what to find. And I hung up and I was like, I got nervous. I was, what the hell am I going to do? Mm -hmm. The thing with that limited mindset and I partnered with one of the best agents instead of just giving it to him. I said, I'm going to learn as much as possible. And you're going to take care of like handling the transaction with the other realtors, this and that. I'll take care of the relationship building. Long story short, we sold a $1.1 million condo. And then after that, you think, okay, Andres now knows a lot about real estate and this and that. But in my head, I would get more clients from referrals from him 
Mm-hmm. But my subconscious mind said, no, I can't do this. You just got a one shot at this and you got it. And that's that. So I didn't really make any other sales. I kept doing leasing. You know, that was my whole college. I was able to pay for college through leasing, but I only did that one sale, even though I had a ton of opportunities. It was a mindset that really got to me at that time. So good. Um, I would, I agree. I had similar, um, situation first of all congratulations for putting yourself through college uh that's impressive um this is this is, this is this is what the mexican population breeds right here okay guys we we work hard right and you and this is very simple right that that same philosophy was instilled in me as i was a kid and if you work hard it's going to happen i don't know when i don't know how long it's going to take i don't know the trials you're going to go through but if you keep your head down and you keep going forward it's going to fucking happen okay so Let's go through uh, this. 19 years old. Love it. Um, most people, if you're listening to this, you're on the treadmill and you're young. You're like, Do I think I should get into real estate? Should I not get into real estate? What should I do? Or e- this is equivalent to you could be 35 years old and go into your first listing presentation. You're going to have the damn same for the same reservations as we both had when we first did it. Andres just told you he didn't have the confidence to go out there. And it's true. If you don't sell houses like you're going to get a million dollar house. You're like, bro, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. But those yeah. people are calling you because they like you. You have a relationship with them and you learn. Like I did not go to my first listing presentation because I was scared shitless. I went to my first listing presentation. Yes, I didn't sleep the night before, but I went in there and I didn't get it. But I got the next one because I wasn't scared to go ahead and put my head down and just see what happens. Um, and this entire business is mindset. I agree. Um it's can this is a lot of ups and downs like peaks and valleys of real estate it's very easy to get burnt out isn't it oh yeah my gosh i remember just all the leasing uh, leasing is the best way to get your foot in the door because it's lower stress and a lot of people don't take that into account they want to go oh buy right away buy right away but leasing is probably the best way because it's less stress you have conversations with property managers you get to see contracts the apartment association contracts and then these people eventually will become buyers, most of them, yep. or they know people. Like the person I helped lease, she leased a $900 a month apartment. She knew someone that was going to buy a million to a $3 million condo. Yes. Huge referral. And it's a warm lead. It's not a cold where you're cold calling or anything. Yeah. That's the beauty of real estate. Here's the beauty of what he just said, folks. There's so many times that um, um, I, I'll give you a really good story. You are always focused on the relationship. So many agents will go after and be like, hey, dude, well, no, a $900 rental. What am I going to make? $450 and I'm going to split half of that with my brokerage. I would pay $250. I would pay $250 for the relationship because everyone lives somewhere. 10 to 15% of the population will move this year, but 100% of them have a referral for you. And when you're playing the long game in this business, it's not about spiking the football when you get paid the commission check. You spike the football when you get your first referral or source of business from the one person you sold seven years ago. That's of the course. long game um, in this business. Um, and a lot of, a lot of people, it's pretty interesting. A lot of people see it just transaction wise. Yeah. What does that person bring you? And there's a big dollar amount to what that relationship will bring. And it's a big misconception. Like you were saying, Oh, it's just a $500 check and this and that. What does it bring you in the long run? Because those relationships are so crucial to nurture. 100%. that it can be a hundredfold exponential to what it will bring. So there is a back in the short sale days, I had a similar situation, um, very similar to this. And we used to do a ton of short sales, like 30, 25, 35 a month. So we were the number one wow. team, not only in Chicago, but in the country. <laughs> and 
so we'd get a lot of referrals, right? And I get a referral from a good friend of mine that was his old roommate. And this referral ended up being a $15,000 short sale on the south side of Chicago. Have you guys watched the fucking news lately? All right. It, it hasn't changed. Okay. Um, south side of Chicago, this is the hood. $18,000 short sale. Okay. Mind you, short sale, take 90 to 120 days. We negotiated over $200,000 of debt. It was a tough deal to get done, but we still got it done. We lost money doing the deal. Okay. It, it, we made, at the end of the day, you had a short sale negotiator to pay. And what do you what do you think? Six percent, three percent on fifteen thousand dollars. How much is that? It's probably like nine hundred dollars was our commission check. Half went to our agent. The other half went to the brokerage. I think we walked away with a net of one hundred fifty bucks. So we lost money on the deal. But why we took it on was because I don't believe I believe it's our job to serve others first and foremost. And sometimes you won't make as much money off of a transaction. But this has happened several times over the course of my career. Three days after the closing, the same seller calls us. He failed to tell me that he owned three other properties throughout the time because he just wanted to get this one off his hair. And right when we closed, two days later, he's like, hey, Mike, I didn't want to tell you about this, but yeah, I got a $400,000 condo in Bucktown. I got a $250,000 <laughs> condo up there, and then I got another $300,000 condo up here. Not only did we list those, and none of them were shorts, so they're easy deals. It's just a regular transaction. Once you do a ton of short sales, you do a regular transaction, you're like, this is a fucking piece of cake. And <laughs> So what ended up happening was, and then not only that, not only to give us those listings, but he became my number one referral source for the next 12 months. And he won our award that year. Amazing. So you guys, you don't, behind every sale, there's another transaction. And the people that you help in the times that no one else will help them are remembered for the long haul. And that person becomes part of your sales force, just like it happened in the story I just told you, just like it just happened in Andre's story. If you serve people right, they will return to you. And it's no differently. If you go to a good restaurant, don't you go back? Yeah, of course. Not a service. Yeah. If if you if you go to a restaurant and then you find a hair in your food, do you go back? No. <laughs> so agents, quit fucking putting hair in your food and your services, and quit being shady. Serve everyone the same way. Quit discriminating over purchase price. I can't stand that. Yeah. That's, that's the like biggest. You're... I hate that when an agent says that. Another one. I'm not showing that house. They're only offering two and a half percent. I want three. Oh my Bro, god! I actually, I'm gonna never shoot look, you if you do that. Like, stop doing I that. Look at, I never look at what anyone offers. <laughs> never. Who cares? Yeah, I'm just like, I'll just whatever. Yeah, you know. And then it's how you make people feel. I know you talked about that. It's so important. How do you make someone feel? You know what you do for them. Okay, obviously that's important. How do you make them feel? That's all they remember at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. All right, so you started off in leasing. I like that. You probably learned a lot of the landscape, the streets, the back so rallies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, remember when we're selling real estate, guys, we're not selling the freaking houses that we sell the community. Those houses reside in. Okay. If you don't know the community, you're not going to be good at your job. You don't need to know the process of real estate. That'll come to you, but you do need to be an expert in your community first. And as long as you can position yourself that way, everyone will think you're an expert. 100%. Now, what happened? Um, let's get out. You get out of college and you're like, what'd you major in? International business, I don't use that at all. Yeah, MIS welcome. minor. Yeah, I don't use any of what I majored in. And to tell you the truth, I didn't really learn much from it. <laughs> when I went to college, I learned how to like do my laundry, interact with people of different races yeah. and all this stuff, socialize. Um, and I learned how to generate relationships, which is the best skill I ever learned. What I didn't use was the bowling class, um, the wine class. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a class on freaking geography and weather. I'm like, dude, do you think oh I'm going to be a weatherman? Gosh. I did as time. well. That was hilarious. Yeah. And 
I actually talked to my dad yesterday about it. And it's crazy how we're both from Mexican backgrounds, but one thing that is very relevant is money is bad. That I was ingrained with that. Now, obviously, I don't think that, but I remember every time, oh, that guy's rich in Spanish, bad. bad. No, that's not good. The second one, I talked to my dad about this yesterday, and he was like, you should go back to college. And I think college really helped you. Yes, it helped me build relationships, become more street smart. But it was like, I told him I didn't really need college, though, outside of that. And he was like, you did. Trust me. So it's funny how it's way it's still different, you know? Yeah, it comes back tenfold. Um, But you didn't plan on going into real estate, right? No, I didn't. I just needed to find a means to pay for college. And then without having a boss and on my own time. And when you graduated, um, what happened? And then how did you transition into and you're like, dude, I'm going to do this like full time. This is dope. I graduated with a lot of uncertainty. I had a full-time offer for JLL and that was my dream quote unquote job. What's JLL? JLL is Jones Lang LaSalle. It's one of the biggest commercial real estate apart from CBRE commercial real estate firms. And I had interned with them ever since I was a junior. I was like, this is the job I want. But I started reading about mindset books. I read the power of now the miracle morning started looking to bigger pockets. And when I graduated college, JLL was like, we want you to work for us, eight to five financial analyst in Houston. Apart from the shitty weather in Houston, I was like, I don't want to do the eight to five. And I told my parents, I'm not going to accept the offer. They were like, are you crazy? You've been working two years for this. Mijito! Steve, Mijito. Come on, man! Like, what the hell? I sent you to college. You're the first one graduated out of Philadelphia. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. So legit, that's what they told me. And I had a lot of uncertainty. All of my friends were doing eight to five. Nobody else was doing real estate. So I've, I think I read the power of now. And one day I was like, screw it. Fuck what everyone else is doing. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to stick to real estate. I stayed with a leasing company. I moved to Austin. I'd only made one sale. It's like, okay, maybe I keep doing leasing. Leasing after college, if you already have experience, it can get pretty stressful. So I did four months of that. Then I said, I need to find a mentor. I need to join another team and stick to sales because I hadn't made any other sale from the time I had graduated. That's seven months. Sure. Listen to a bigger pockets episode. Diego Corzo was on that episode. And he said, if anyone's in Austin, hit me up immediately, send him a message. And he said, Hey, call me back next week. Cause you got a lot of those calls out. That's how you'd bet people call them back the next week. We meet up a month later. I join his team. And then that's when it started picking up. First month I made a sale, then it took six months to make another sale. But then I started making sales maybe two that year, like two per month or three per month as a first year full time. But it did take a while, man. It took a while. Yeah, this is it's, you know, like there's a reason why 87 percent agents fail after five years. It's most of them come into it thinking it's a sales job, but it's not. You're you're an entrepreneur and you're building a business. Even though yeah. um, you might be at a brokerage or part of a team, ultimately you're still an entrepreneur and no one, like regardless if you join a brokerage, you join a team, the worst thing you could do for any of them is make them money. And that's also the best thing you can do for them. There's really no lie, extra liability to have you on a team because you're hundred percent commission, right? So oh, yeah. you got to sweat, you got to put in the work. I, I, It took me two and a half years to make real estate marketing do profitable, right? And we're on year three. This is a fucking grind, guys. Like this is any business is a grind. 
right? Oh yeah, and it was and dude, it was so scary. different. Was probably relate with that. You're like, oh shit, so much uncertainty. But I did have my own time, and I didn't have a boss, and I knew. I I knew and I know I'm going to be very successful because I'm putting myself in that alignment, even though it takes time. I was just like certain of it. And I would do my miracle morning routine. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be successful. One thing a lot of people have to realize as well about real estate is that our job is threefold. We're storytellers, which is so crucial, problem solvers, and we're educators. Those are the three things I tell any new agent. It's like, dude, you have to be great or start learning how to become great at those things. Yep. Yeah, the the expertise and the running comps and all that, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> like you do that after you get hired, but you don't get hired unless you have those first three first. 100%. You know, um, and people expect you to be good at that. Being really good at running comps or knowing your market doesn't earn you the deal. The relationship yeah, I mean, does um, every that's time. So um, easy to do. Tell me, um, you landed, oh, real quick. Uh, where was that business coming from? My, my business was fear of influence. The first ones, 100%. Yeah. From UT Austin, from people that knew me and trusted me. The real business I started to get was when I bought, bought a home myself and told my story because I had, I knew I was going to target. I knew what my target audience was, was house hackers people that just graduated that think you have to put 20% down, meaning that they're not educated that are thinking that they're going to rent for a long run people that aren't educated. And with those things, that's my target audience and how, what is the best way to get at your target audience and help them by doing it yourself. So I bought a house. I lived in it for free. I had a lot of uncertainty. Can I buy a house? Can I afford it? Are there ways to do this? I just graduated college. What the hell, where am I going to find the money? So I put that story out there on a long post on Instagram, shared my story, made it as relatable as possible to the audience. Facts tell, story sell. And I didn't do it just like, oh, I closed. No, what's the story behind it? Told that story. And then that's when I felt a big pickup. People were like, holy shit, Andres, you did this. I'm at the same position. I can do it. That's when it really started to pick up. That's great. Um, the business is right in front of you guys. And it's not even that you are relatable. Like your IG friends are just like you, your Facebook friends. They're just like you and you attract like people. So yes. in 10 years from now, whatever story you're telling, I guarantee they're going to be people around your age. People always ask me this question, Mike, I want to sell luxury listings. We'll go start hanging out with a bunch of people that own a bunch of expensive ass houses. That's how you start. You have to put yourself yeah. in that room. I don't meet Andres. He's 26 years old. He's flying around the country doing events and speaking and stuff because he put himself in that room. I don't meet Andres last week. If he doesn't put himself in that room, how did Andres get in that room? I believe you joined a mastermind. You probably invested into that mastermind. You put yourself around other people and you made these relationships. The truth is that's that most of exactly you guys it. don't have the balls to spend money and invest in yourself. That's the, that's the sad reality of this, you guys. And um, yeah. if you're not going to believe in yourself, I could promise you that no one else is going to believe in you either. I can agree 100% with that. So we start rolling. You landed a big contract. Let's get into that. Or a big deal. Yes. You're like the you're like the uh, agent for the soccer team or whatnot. So walk us through like yeah, right that there. process. Awesome. The process started when I was in college <laughs> through doing leasing and meeting uh, the Spanish dude that was friends with my roommate. He started following me on Instagram after he came over for like a week, and we we're just hanging out, partying, this and that, college stuff. 
Sure. He followed me on Instagram and I post a lot of real estate stuff on Instagram. So whenever he thought about real estate, I was top of mind, even though he was in Spain, which is pretty insane. Like, what yeah. the hell, a dude from Spain? And one of his really good friends is was a coach for the Qatar national team soccer. That guy was moving to Austin. Who was the first person he thought about with real estate? Me. So it was like, Andres, this coach from Qatar is moving to Austin to help with a new team. They had just they have just started two years ago, actually, 2020. And I want you to help them just get to know the city. I did a great job of telling him about the whole city, showing him around. I took a whole day off to show him around. That's the beauty about being in real estate. You can take those days off. Not really take a day off, but you have the luxury to do that. Showed him around the whole city. I met the whole family, helped them sign on a lease for an apartment. It was a lease for an apartment. So I knew all about the leasing lingo. And then from there, it just picked up. He introduced me to the other coaches, then some of the players. And that's how I started helping Austin FC with plenty of their, I think there's one or two other agents, but they send me a lot of the business to me. I like it. But look where that seed planted. Like, let's just go back. Because people want to get that, that, like if you tell someone, Hey, I, I'm, I'm the agent of a professional team. Everyone wants that account, but not everyone's yeah. willing to, it didn't, you didn't get it overnight. It wasn't an accident. You got that. As a matter of fact, what most people would have probably done is that the second that coach told you he was leasing an apartment versus buying, they probably would have stopped calling him back. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Cause and, it took, it took like four or five days of touring sure. six to seven apartments per day. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a grind. When we found the apartment, the the wife actually started crying because she was so happy. That's right. how crazy it was. I like it. Um folks, this isn't um theory we're talking about. When you start cementing your uh relationships, whether they're renting or buying, it's mathematical because every three to five years in a city living or six to nine in suburban, um, they're gonna move. And then what Andres just said, he's done a great job reminding people um, on his social account of what he does. He's probably not doing it in a shady salesman like type way. He's just probably storytelling on Instagram. And because of that, he was top of mind when someone needed a referral. So people always ask, it's like, hey, how do you attract all this business? Well, I stay present. All right. And if you're not present or you're out of sight, you're what? You're out of mind, right? So half of marketing and half of business is just staying in front of your relationships. Actually, I would say that's 90% of it. Yeah. Just staying active, nurturing the relationships, infiltrating more, creating more, because they all live somewhere. For sure. You know, it's not like they're going to, where do you live? In a box. Like, who says that? <laughs> if you, if they live in a box, they're, they're, they're a bum, right? Yeah, you can't sell them a house, but you will eventually, the average person buys three to five houses over the course of their lifetime. And sometimes they don't use the same realtor, most of the times, actually. 20 83% of people say they will use the same agent, but only 19 or 29% actually do. Yeah. And the reason for that is they forgot, they forgot your number. Most times they forget their name. 80% of people forget their agent's name after six months. That's horrible. It's horrible. Like, how, can shit. you, can you imagine? Um, that's like equivalent to the Ritz. You guys ever stayed at the Ritz before you go there? It's a it's quite an experience, but it's also quite an expensive experience. But everything's catered to you. Like you go into the hotel room, like, hey, Mr. Cuevas, blah, blah, blah. They have a little note for you. They fluff yeah, you the won't pillows. forget. You, you, don't, you, don't, forget for, you, don't, you don't forget that. You go to the Holiday Inn across the street, you don't get any of that type of service. I can assure you any of my clients will never forget my name. I can assure you of that because I know the service that I provide with my team 
is just like top class. So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how eight nineteen percent will. I mean, wow, will use the same agent. Damn, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like the second most realtors, the second you you transact, shoo, you're gone. You become best friends with this person because you're you're buying or selling. It's an emotional process. Like you're talking to these people every other day, right? And you, yeah. you develop a friendship. Like I always ended up partying with my clients because I was sort of my style and I'd go out, we have dinner and like a party and like club style, but like go to dinner, have some wine, beer, whatever, hang out. We became friends because I knew that if I became friends with them, that all of them would refer me business a lot more likely than if I did it. What for sure. Yeah. Um, where do you see um, the, uh, and, and how are you staying in front of now? Like walk us through your cadence in terms of, Staying in front of people. How are you doing it? I know you're doing a lot of Instagram, but what's your sort of methodology on this? For birthdays, I usually send like a video tailored to them. And then I am also part of by referral only. So it's like monthly emails to the clients, just reminding them. And it's like a little, little, it's called a Monday, a Monday game something. And then you can earn a prize if you participate. So, you know, yeah. it's like something fun. I don't, I don't want to do it weekly. I don't, I don't want to be the weekly, this and that. It's two, two emails a month. One is on the first week of the, the first week of the month. And then the other one is like, a, it's called the letter from the heart. And it just, it's, it gives like a story, pretty, pretty awesome stories every month. So I'm part of by referral only. And then all of my Instagram, I usually post like three stories about what I'm doing, documenting my journey. It doesn't have to be real estate. It can be playing soccer, doing this and that, because people don't want to see just clothes, just listed. I honestly hate when I see that. Yeah, me I'm too. like, dude, what's what's the story behind it? What did you help accomplish? What were they thinking they could not do? So you'll never see me post it just clothes unless it has a story behind it. And also document my journey. Like, what is it through inspection? What did I struggle with? Big misconception is that people that just do just clothes are like, they're perfect. No. There has to be vulnerability so that people can also connect because yep. it's not, it's not written. There's never going to be a perfect transaction. Yep. If you're struggling, so, share it. Yeah. Yeah. People love that. Probably love more that than stuff. just the closed stuff. People are so scared to like um, voice what's really happening behind closed doors. Oh, being vulnerable is the number one thing you could do for anything in marketing. Um, the yeah, more so you can make like, people cry, the more they'll remember you. <laughs> it's, it's social media, the emails that I send, videos for birthdays or gifts for birthdays events we have several events a year it's definitely the christmas parties those are a lot of fun let's do the um, events let's go through that um yeah so how many and walk me through all those well so we we do like boat parties in the summers okay. and we get like a big ass boat it's a lot of fun that's when you really get to meet the clients better it's funny and mm -hmm. then christmas parties we invite all of our so like i said i have a team with my business partners of, well, I haven't said that before, but I have 14 agents and two office managers. And last year we did 250, we helped 256 families. Damn, you're crushing yeah. it. Bro. Wait, <laughs> it how, are you the youngest uh, guy on the team? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm it. pretty sure. Or we just hired one. I'm not sure, but I, I believe so. Or we're the same age. The rest are like 30, 40, 30. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm meant, I'm a mentor to like all of those agents. So it's pretty funny. And at first that was one thing that really got in my head. I'm like, Oh shoot, what are they going to think? And this and that. 
but I know what I can offer. So now I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. But before it was something that would get in my head. Probably. But why, though? That's just the way society paints the picture. You got to be older and you get wisdom. But that's not necessarily true. If you're 26, you could have way more experience than a 35 year old who just got licensed. It doesn't matter. That's so true. And I'm actually reading a book, um, The Four Agreements. But then the next book, it's about attachments. And I knew that I had an, not an attachment, an agreement that I had with myself. And it was cra crazy when I found that I was writing down my agreements. Then I was like, oh, shit. I know that my family would always tell me, respect your elders. Yes, I will respect an elder. But in my head, what I think that would mean and I, what I translated it to. That's right. Anyone that's older than you has more authority and they're always right. Correct. When I realized that, I was like, holy shit. That's what I. It's a it's limiting belief. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I realized that. And that was a game. That was like two months ago, actually. I just was astounded. So most of the stuff, like it seems like a lot of your uh, mindset came from your own self-education, whether you're reading, attending these masterminds and whatnot. Would you agree with that? Yes. Uh, repeat those books that you suggest people can uh, should read, because if you guys aren't um, if you guys want some good reads, like he just told you a story, everything that he's uh, been talking about is, is a result of what he read in there. And I think he just put it into action, um, basically yeah. the principles in there. So you guys, the, the roadmap's always out there. Like it's not like people are like, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? Well, pick up a book, go join a team, follow someone who's already doing it follow someone who's been there before because there's no reason why you want to try to create it all on your own. All you want to do yeah. is R and D it rip off, duplicate, yeah, but put it in your own <laughs> exactly. way. Like, why reinvent the wheel? The, yep. the book Four agreements, mastery of self power of now untethered soul and miracle morning. Holy shit. Incredible books. The four agreements be impeccable with your word. Never assume don't take anything personally and always do your best. Incredible. Such a game changer. I like it. Um, any other um, final or closing thoughts? Like what people we're going through a shift right now. So, I mean, this is everyone's going to be like, what do I do? What do I do? We're going to lose a bunch of agents in the next year or so, um, which is a good thing for those that are full time. Um, but is. what should you we're in a shift? Uh, obviously, you got the experience. What are you going to do right now? I've I've started a cold call. I don't need to cold call but I've started it because it's something that gets me out of my comfort zone. And I actually enjoy being able to better respond to objections on my feet. That's so important as an agent, being able to respond to objections on your feet. What I'm going to do is just hit Instagram harder as in putting more posts. I used to do a lot of stories and then a post maybe once or twice every three weeks, but now it's going to be like twice or three times a week. And I need to get clear on that. And I will get clear on that after Actually, I met you. I really liked all that you had to say. And I know it's being intentional. So that's one thing, being very intentional on social media and TikTok. TikTok is actually something that's ins grown insanely, which is yeah. weird. But it, yeah, I recommend everyone get that. Then also with my team, obviously have them do open houses, do all those things. Sphere of influence will still be the biggest thing in referrals for me. So touching more, more touches with my clients on referral basis, you know, yeah. I assure you, if anyone calls people, you know, you'll have people that need help with buying or selling, or they know people assured, assured, the, call them. The, uh, your SOI, like the, the industry's horrible in general market staying in front of their SOI, but it's the only recession proof yeah. marketing model there is because horrible. people are still going to move, you know, like, and when, when they do move, whether it's a, 
the the crash of 2007 or it's going to be whatever happens in 2022 here <laughs> there's still going to be life circumstances some are going to get sick some are going to die they're going to lose their jobs some are going to get married some are going to have kids and when those life changes happen people will move despite what the market does um however 80 percent of them are going to use the first person they come into contact with and if you're not all over them um you know, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they're going to probably cheat on you with another agent. And you're going to log on to Facebook and see that Andres here just yeah, sold well, my house, not you. Yeah. And then you get mad at Andres, but don't get mad at Andres. Get mad at you because it's not your network's job to remember what you do for a living, but it is yours yeah. to remind them. Take extreme ownership. Don't be a little bitch. I love it, dude. Any closing thoughts? I would say if you're a new agent, join a team. That's the best way to learn as fast as possible and as soon as possible. Have a morning routine if you're an independent contractor. It's crazy. It's a double-edged sword. Read the Miracle Morning, meditate, do your routine, and that'll definitely help you exponentially reach your goals. Write your goals down as well. So cliche. Everyone says that. Yes, I know. It, it works for a reason, and that's why people that are crushing it do those things. I need to get into the meditating game because everybody I follow and I look up to are meditators, except Dude. me. And uh, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to, my business partner has been like, dude, I meditate every day. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you meditate? Like you sit there and Bro. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that, man. I don't have time. I got three kids running around. He's like, no, you have to do it. You have dude. to do it, Mike. So use I'm going to give it a whirl. Map. Use the call map. And the big thing about meditating, you using your diaphragm to breathe. Don't use your like lungs or use your diaphragm. Breathe out through your mouth. It's a game changer. Like very, very much. So it helps a lot. Become present. Because there's so much shit that goes on all the time in our lives. We're in our head all the time. Yeah. You need to calm those thoughts down. Yep. I love it, man. Why don't you go ahead and give everybody uh, your info again so they could follow you either on your IG channel to see exactly how you're doing it. I highly recommend that, guys. Um, or reach out to you. If you guys have a, a referral that is um, in the Austin area, reach out to yes. Andres and his team, and um, they could definitely take good care of you. Obviously, they're doing it right, and you want to make sure your clients are being taken care of. And there's a lot of people moving to Austin. Yeah, just any questions, feel free to DM me. My Instagram is Andres Busta TX, A N D R E S B U S T A T X. And that's the same handle for TikTok. Feel free to reach out. Cool, man. We appreciate you, dude. And we appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Uh, you guys know where to find us. If you need help scripting, editing, and distributing your videos, or you just need us to train your videographer because they don't know what the hell they're doing, we could do anything you want. And there's no doubt in my mind, this is the number one stop. If you're going to create real estate content, whether you need my consulting, training, editing, distribution, I don't care. If you want to get on video, I got your back. And you need to visit our site at realestatemarketingdude.com. Realestatemarketingdude.com. Visit it. Take the content. Download. Subscribe to this podcast. Visit me on my social handles. I don't care. Start making content, start generating attention, and you'll start attracting clients and you'll ditch chasing leads. I promise you, there's a reason why it works for every single person. The only time it doesn't is if people don't like you, and that's nothing we can help you with. So thank you for watching. See you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.